0: Hello, and welcome to the Explore Your Core podcast. I'm the host, Elise, and on the podcast, I'm joined with artists, adventurers, and entrepreneurs who've paved their own path to follow their passions and purpose. Just a little heads up before we jump into this episode. I did have a concussion at the time, but was so excited to have the conversation. I am joined by Millie Young, who is an avid climber, runner, and is an environmental engineer. She's also the host of a podcast called Breaking Trails and is an absolute powerhouse. And to just show a glimpse of that, in 2021, Millie completed a 44 and a half hour, 180 kilometre journey through the remote and muddy tracks in Southwest West love for you to talk a little bit about what you've been doing in the lead up to what you do now and the things that have been catching your attention.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm primarily, I love all things outside But primarily trail running, climbing, mountain biking, and I'm trying to become a better skier. (laughs) Uh, I work in climate change, climate innovation um, for an organization called Energy Lab, and we support startups in Australia and internationally from sort of like all the way from ideation phase through to kind of scale up all under the umbrella of helping combat climate change. So I've been very interested in climate change and environmental issues from, I guess, a very young age and focus in the future, I guess, from a kind of adventure. I'm really interested in the space where running and climbing meet. So kind of Ooh. light and fast, trail, penism, mountain, kind of adventures and as you said I've recently started a new podcast with um, it's called Breaking Trail and the mission of that podcast is to uplift and highlight and share stories from the Australian outdoor and adventure community. That's
0: amazing that's really incredible and what do you think being able to kind of tie climbing and running does for you? I think they both bring me
1: Very different things. I suppose running on a, well, running is multifaceted, but on a kind of purely kind of from a mind perspective, a mental perspective, when I run, I find myself drifting off and just letting my thoughts go wherever they need to go. And, you know, it's kind of that classic take a problem out on the trail and come home and you have somewhat of an answer. Like I find my subconscious just solving problems and my mind kind of doing what it needs to do. Whereas climbing or very technical trail running, I find that in that space, my mind is forced to focus. And it's a real like pure meditative sort of your mind cannot wander. You're constantly thinking about, you know, what does the rock feel like? Where is the next foothold? Um, kind of dealing with like potentially fear at the same time. And I think the combination of the two is it's just a really mountains, like bringing that kind of intense focus but also with that kind of like freedom of your mind together and being able to just move through terrain that potentially if you were purely climbing might take a long time. Um, but it's just that little bit more technical than trail running.
0: Mm, I think you put that really beautifully. I think it's like almost that juxtaposition. Like for me, I find running is that mind wandering. It's like the place I go to when I want to kind of allow my mind to even tap into that subconscious and that side where things just slowly turn and make sense. And then climbing is that more like you can't let your mind wander. Like it's all about that focus and reining it in for the problem solving. And I think it gets to tap into both sides of, what we need, like we need that area of focus, and we also need an area of unfocus, yeah, for us to absolutely. be like clearer. Yeah, a hundred percent. And what do you feel is kind of um, like? I guess what what does it give you?
1: Just, uh, I guess, unfettered joy. <laughs> Again, it's <laughs>
0: like being in that. the
1: mountains, and yeah, in that in that way that I like to move in the mountains, fun. <laughs>
0: oh yes. like, yeah so yeah as a playground has that been like a natural progression for you to kind of take your running to the level that you're at I was not really a runner um climbing is climbing was
1: my kind of background and mm-hmm. like so during COVID lockdowns I started to run mm-hmm. because I couldn't um there was no place to climb and I was—I'd moved, I'd left Melbourne. Actually, I'd left the lockdowns in Melbourne, and I'd retreated to my family farm in Western Australia. So there, I didn't have any climbing partners and kind of nowhere to go climbing. So I started running, and <laughs> I hadn't really explored running before. Um, I mean, I you know run as a kid and whatnot, and run to play other sports, but it was never really—I would never have classified myself as a runner. Um, and for sure, there's been so many setbacks, like so many new runners, you know, you go in too hard, you get all the injuries under the sun. Like I've had, <laughs> I reckon mm-hmm. every kind of soft tissue, lower leg injury. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, you could name, but you know, that's all part of the process. And
0: um, yeah, I feel like there was something that kind of lockdown taught you or is that more of just a getting through for you? I think like a lot of
1: people lockdown was an opportunity to to take a step back and I think I had yeah just time to think about where I was in my mm-hmm. life and what what things were important to me and you know really began not began I already did but you know really cemented my appreciation and my gratitude for for friends, family, taking life slowly, um, you know, appreciating being outside. I think that is synonymous with a lot of people. You know, I, I, you see like the number of people now on trails and getting out into nature on the weekend. I think there's been a, a huge uptick in that since COVID. Um, and, yeah, for me, like a, it actually was a big change in my life, COVID. I um, took a step back from my work and kind of, put more energy and, and time into pushing my life into more of where I wanted it to be. Like I've always wanted to live in the mountains and after COVID I I moved to Chamonix in France. So, yeah, that was, a I guess, a big change.
0: hundred percent. I think sometimes you've also got to, yeah, actually change the worker environment to have that natural comfort of where you are, like if you are in the suburbs like hoping for an environment that like where you've just been is going to be it's almost it's not quite possible it's very hard unless you just yeah take that leap of faith or or make that move to find somewhere that's a little more in sync with how you are. Absolutely did it did you have a big change during COVID? Yeah I did actually I, um, I think Melbourne was always kind of home and that's where I was and yeah during lockdown same thing got into more the longer distance running i just wanted to be out in the trails and that kind of changed and then i did a snow season which changed from yeah doing soccer to snow and really like something something switched in there i'm now in bright and it's just opened my eyes to a whole different world (laughs) amazing yeah super similar trajectory you know leaving melbourne and
1: moving into the mountains
0: Yeah, it's a really freeing feeling. At times, I do find it daunting just because you can have so much choice with what you then choose to do with your time, or choose to do with the area that you're in. Like it's like, whoa, I can kind of choose to go down every any avenue. But I think it's really empowering, just like being having the ability to follow what actually lights you up, like whether it be the trails or whatever it is in the work that you do that guides it. It's scary, but I think a really powerful way to go. Yeah, absolutely one of the main things that I'm super fascinated to kind of know about you and just like be speaking is that kind of form of connection. I think it's actually really powerful. I was just chatting to someone this morning about just the power of connecting with other like-minded people and the community that fosters. How have you found a sense of community throughout your journey of going from Melbourne to um, a lot of the stuff that you're into at the moment? Um. Yeah, that's
1: it. That's a good question. I, I left Melbourne. I moved to, Well, I came back to Western Australia during COVID. I moved to Tassie. I, I live, I've lived quite a, a peripatetic life in the past. I don't know how many years, actually, probably my whole adult life, really. <laughs> um, and with that movement, it can be hard to kind of find that community and foster that community if you're always on the go, living out of a suitcase, not in places for a very long time. Mm. But I think as you said, it's it's just really important to find, I mean, like-minded people, yes, but also, you know, you might find people mm. who have, you, you connect with them on some other level. Maybe you both love doing some certain activity, but you see the world in a very different way. And I think those kinds of relationships can be really um, important and powerful as well. Um, So not necessarily always someone that, or always people that kind of echo the way you see the world, although it's obviously very important to have those kind of people in your life as well. Yeah. I think um, like in terms of fostering that community, for me, it's just been a lot of going out and doing things, you know, joining run groups or meeting people at the climbing gym. Yeah and it, you know as an adult when you're young it's really easy you're always out you know like meeting people in bars or you know at uni and as you get older it becomes it can get a little harder to to find those very close friends but i think it just takes time and being yeah, in a I think place it's a little more niche as
0: well yeah yeah Absolutely. And I guess it comes down to perspective changes, like having other people around you, whether it be like-minded or not, having that kind of like perspective change. And I think that's what's really powerful about being in the outdoors is just how often and frequent it changes your perspective, whether it be like physically changing your perspective from being in a higher area or a different plane or a different area around you, but just a different way of seeing life. Absolutely. That's, yeah, it's really
1: well said. Um mm. A new piece of information, something you've learned, or as you said, a, a new perspective on something.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's always teaching. Like, I've never really been out and run or, or an adventure where it hasn't been. Like, I think that's like, I, you know, something new has come to me, something's changed, so, like a new idea to think about. It's like almost just such a strong teacher being so exposed to it. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. What do you feel like you've recently? kind of learnt or processed or understood being outdoors? I had a, well, I, I just spent the weekend, I came back,
1: I spent the weekend out in the Sterling Range running the Sterling Range Ridge Walk, which is like a, the whole loop is like a 44K loop, but there's a section, like a lot of it is on like 14, 15 Ks is on the flat and then there's like the, the ridge section, which is, mm. I think about, two and a half thousand meters over maybe 25 k's or 30 k's or so and I think I learned that as you said just a different perspective the mountains in WA I mean the Stirling Ranges are probably some of the they are the most vertiginous mountains in Western Australia and you know all my life I've been wanting to move to like bigger more vast more you know, spectacular mountains and coming back to WA and and being in the Stirling's over the weekend, yeah, I guess it just taught me or it just made me reflect on how, you know, special home is and how, you know, things don't need to be so big and flashy and vast and dangerous for you to enjoy them and and have a beautiful time so I guess making the most of what you have and being grateful for where you're at
0: yeah I just had those collections
1: whilst running that ridge Aww.
0: yeah that's so powerful How about that's so beautiful um <laughs> uh, you that I think it's like the small moments and the small precious little things is really special like it's always really exciting to chase those highs those like elevations those summits but I think it's always a really nice like coming home grounding feeling to be back in you know childhood roots or things that are familiar maybe not as exciting but just really homely mm. Absolutely. Um, but for me I think what has been something I've recently, I guess just even with the crash that I've had and apologies because I'm not really thinking too straight um but Just like really taking, I don't know, I just feel like it's so easy to keep writing what's next, what's next, what's bigger, what's further, what's harder, like now this is a baseline, what can I do more than that? And it's just to always be so appreciative of the body that you have that's able to get you through the now, like that's not always guaranteed, that's not always the norm to have a healthy, happy body that's going to take you places. And I think that's just such a nice perspective changer of like the gratitude because I find that I can easily be doing something but excited for the next or even like I'm loving Bright but I'm excited to be overseas, just bringing it back to how incredible it is that our bodies can move where we are how we are. Yeah, that's
1: really well said. And I think, yeah, just going off of that and what I said before, appreciation for your body, appreciation of, of where you're at right in this moment and just appreciation for the little things like as you said mm-hmm. like it's springtime here and you know just like the the beauty of watching kind of buds blossom like i know that sounds really cliché and cringe but it is it's so nice like going outside every day and just noticing sort of things subtly changing and in you know in itself that is beautiful and Yeah, I think just finding like precious things in small moments is always a a good lesson from nature.
0: A hundred percent. That's like the true beauty. I think it's so easy to get excited about the big, the, the large, the exciting, but to be able to find just as much excitement and happiness and beautiful moments in the small I think is a true gift to be kind of having your eyes opened even for the more mundane or the smaller or the the closer things so I think really you can't always be chasing those moments it's just to be able to have like you know not much going on but still really appreciating that I think is a really beautiful way of seeing things
1: yeah exactly and you know it's like you you know that classic kind of saying you nothing is permanent um it can always get worse, can always get worse but it can always get better and you know wherever you're at you know appreciating what you have because, yeah, it could it could take a turn or it could for the better or for the worse.
0: Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. You never know what the trajectory, trajectory <laughs> yeah. is um, and I think it's always so important to always just keep taking that step back. And I think for me nature does that really well, of that taking a big step back and seeing things from a larger perspective and not being so caught up in the small things because you know just being able to zoom out from where you are I think is always a really powerful thing that nature teaches me absolutely it's pretty powerful I think like it's just so important from like a mental health point of view even like psychology point of view just like even the benefits that I've found being in expansive places or new terrain or pushing your body like finding that resilience of like physical resilience that that translates to a mental one I think is really powerful too
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, being in nature is is so wonderful for the mind. I mean, I, I studied engineering and we had a class. Um, I remember it distinctly. We had a class designing, like sustainable design in, in buildings and in office spaces. And there was a bunch of studies done, but there was one study done at Melbourne University. Not that productivity is necessarily a measure for mental health, but, you know, just like the um, benefit that, nature has on the human psyche um, they were looking at people's productivity um, s- staring at a blank wall for however long versus staring at a green space mm. and it was some drastic increase in the measure of productivity just f- from looking at a green space as opposed to a, a blank white wall so yes I think nature is we are nature and <laughs> humans need we need nature for our for our mental health for our well-being um to feel connected yeah
0: absolutely and I feel like we're only just starting to tap into how beneficial it is like even there's studies on uh in hospitals with green spaces how it reduces the amount of painkillers that patients take like it reduces the pain and increases how quickly patients get better and we're only just starting to, I think, really understand why it makes us feel so good and how it is so good. Like, yeah, as you said, it's in our nature to be in nature, yeah. and I think that's a really fascinating way that we're starting to tap into and hopefully continue to tap into, kind of going back to our roots and really being able to optimize what nature gives us. Absolutely, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> um, that's what
1: you just mentioned, yeah, it's 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 really amazing and and cool to see. Kind of yeah, movement in that direction, and people starting to appre I mean, we should appreciate the um, the importance of nature anyway. But it's great to see that we're starting to it from um, you know a productivity, a health perspective. Because once people start to to see that, you can put. I'm not going to say you can put a, a dollar amount. You can't put a dollar amount on nature, mm-hmm. but in a capitalist society. If we can start to say, oh, we're going to spend money, less money on healthcare and and less money on, you know, we'll be more productive in the workplace with more green space or, you know, then we're going to start to see the flow on effects of it. Oh, maybe we should stop cutting down native forests for toilet paper and wood chip Mm. and actually keep that for, you know, the benefit of our society. And it might actually help us with, you know, health outcomes and productivity. you know like there's sort of now it's more than just a feeling we can actually say look at these studies look at these statistics and maybe more people will start to listen
0: yeah I think so and I think the more you're even exposed to it the easier like if you're actually out there being like I can just see the damage and the pollution or the logging like whatever it is going on if you can see you can really feel like you want to be a part of a change I think if you always away from it it's like oh it almost feels like something foreign and the same but I think nature really helps with connection going back to what really matters like it helps you go back to what's important and I think the more time we're away or disconnected from nature the easier it is to get caught up in the worries and the stresses and the pressures put on day-to-day life
1: yeah absolutely I agree it's like you know if you want to if you want someone to want themselves to protect nature or, or value nature take them outside into a beautiful place and once you're there it's kind of impossible not to not to kind of build an affinity for the natural environment and wild places and and then want to protect them but the mm-hmm. the further you are from that the higher it is to sort of see the value that nature and wild places bring
0: Yeah, 100%. And do you feel like you have any advice or tips for people maybe wanting to explore a bit more or get out more or feel those benefits from being outside?
1: Whether it's finding a green space in your neighbourhood or, you know, if you're in Melbourne, like the Merry Creek is great, the Yarra Bend, those kind of places. And, yeah, whatever's, you know, accessible, affordable, everybody's, you know, coming It That's the beauty of being human, right? Everyone's doing life differently and coming coming at things from a different angle. But I think, yeah, just whatever works for you, however you can find just that little bit of extra time in nature in your life, I think it's, it's definitely worthwhile.
0: Yeah, good call to find any green space, whether it be a small little change or a new thing added in or you're going outside. I think it's, yeah, really important to find kind of any way you can get a bit of fresher. air. I know it really helps me when I'm having a bit of a bad day to go for a walk or a run or even just to see something like the horizons and the mountains around can be really powerful so I think that's always a good a good quick measure to boost that.
1: Yeah absolutely looking at the horizon is a a big one Mm. I think um, you know like from a psychological perspective our brains get really anxious and stressed if we're if we're constantly looking at a screen or looking at in front of us because you know when we were more hunter gatherer if there was danger around us we wanted to be able to see to the horizon so that we could assess like what was what was around and if we're not giving our brains our eye brained connection that like ability to see it, we yeah we we can get really anxious
0: yeah 100% and that zoomed out perspective I think can put a few things into to our own perspective and like priorities um when we can see the bigger picture I think it's always a bit of a a breath of fresh air definitely (laughs) well thanks so much for coming on it's been incredible touching on some of the benefits being out in nature and just how important it is that we protect it You're doing some incredible work in the field and looks like you're having an incredible time exploring it through climbing and running. It's been such a privilege to chat to you. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify and Instagram to keep up to date with new episodes. And if you found this insightful, share it around to help reach more people who are paving their own path. You can follow Millie's journey and the Breaking Trail podcast on her socials.